Welcome to She Needs Grit. I'm your host, Samantha Varner, profit coach and founder of She Collective. I now run a successful coaching practice, and I'm here to share all that I've learned through my 14 plus years of experience in financial services, public relations, and profit coaching, so you can apply it to building or renovating your business. Profitable businesses are created with just four ingredients, grit, confidence, strategy, and simplicity. This podcast is a combination of conversations with gritty entrepreneurial women and no fluff ways to create profit in your business starting today. If you're ready, grab your caffeine and let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Sam Varner, and I'm your host of She Needs Grit. Today, we are going to talk about time management and eight things that I now do in my life to help manage my time and make me less crazy. So I wanted to start today by talking to you about how I wasn't always this way, you guys. I was a self-proclaimed procrastinator, and I was really proud of it. I would always leave things to the last minute. I got results that were good enough or at least not so terrible that it made me change my ways. I remember one time in university, I actually decided, okay, I'm going to write my essay ahead of time. I'm going to be prepared. It's going to be great. I did that. I did all of it. I wrote it. I researched it. I wrote it. I read it. I edited it. I had it all ready to go. And it was all finished. And I just couldn't leave it alone. Walking home, One day, right before it was due, I rewrote the whole thing in my head, telling myself that the work I had done in anticipation of beating the due date, right, not leaving it to the last second, is second caliber. It wouldn't have been very good. I needed to work under pressure in order for it to be good. So I rewrote the whole thing in my head on the way home. I went home. I erased the original. And I spent the whole night reworking all that I had already done. And honestly, guys, to this day, I can't tell you whether or not that product, that second essay was better than the first or the first was better than the second. I handed in the second essay. I did probably like, I don't know, a B plus. Wasn't amazing, but that was kind of where I rolled when it came to products at university back in the day. And I look back on that now just astounded at the fact that I wasted my time. I could have sat around that night and done nothing. I was ahead of the game for the first time ever. And my natural inclination was like, well, that has to be terrible. I should do it all over again. What was I thinking? Now, we're going to fast forward a little bit, okay? So fast forward my life. I now have four kids. I run a busy coaching business. I cannot all of a sudden spend the whole night drafting up a presentation for the speaking engagement that I have the next day. It is impossible mainly because the chances of my life going really sideways unexpectedly every time I have a plan is high. Four kids means that I get called to the school for a whole lot of reasons a whole lot of times. And so I know now that I need to make sure that I have some things just planned and prepped. And so I can't do that. The other reason is, as I am no longer a 20-year-old human being, There is not enough coffee in the world to keep me alive and focused and well-spoken if I haven't slept, right? I'm long past the baby stage, and so I don't get up every two hours to deal with a tiny human. I don't get up 
in the middle of the night to work on my business or to perfect some client deliverables because I would be useless the next day. So for those reasons, I now do a whole bunch of other things in order to make my life a little bit more seamless. I have bought into the fact that procrastination is not the only way to do it, right? And that the comfort level in knowing that I am planned ahead and I have things listed out and I know when I'm doing them and there's time allotted for everything, it doesn't take up all of my time, is really critical. So I wanted to share that with you guys today. I wanted to have a little conversation about some of the things that I do. Now, by no means is this list exhaustive of how you can do it. What I want you to take away from this today is not necessarily like do these eight things and it'll be amazing for your time management. I don't think that's true. But what I want you to take from this is you can look at your calendar and look at your life and just look at the way that your world works and determine what things would make it easier. What things can you do ahead of time that are going to create more flexibility for you, that are going to provide you that wiggle room you need if you've got kids and a life and a business. So let's get started on some of those things that I do, and we'll talk a little bit about them briefly. The first thing that I recommend strongly to you and that I have really embraced is that I make a plan for my time. I have a brilliant coach who often says to me, if something goes sideways, did you plan for it? Was it in the plan? No. Okay, then that's why it didn't happen. I think 90% of the problems that we have with getting things done or feeling like we're scrambling is because we didn't actually plan for the thing. And that thing might be, that's a good example. Okay, this week, here we go. See, I'm not perfect at this, guys. But this week has been an incredibly busy week for work. And I normally will do grocery delivery and have it come to the house. And it just slipped my mind. Then I haven't done it. And it was only when I had some tiny humans complaining that we were out of snacks that I realized they've actually like eaten down the whole supply of snacks, which with four kids, guys, I buy a lot of snacks. So what I realized is that me waiting until the weekend to buy the groceries isn't working anymore. So today, while I was at work, I carved out a little bit of time, made a grocery delivery, and got it sent to the house. Is it ideal? No. Does it have everything on the list that I need? No. Are my kids going to stop complaining to me at least about snacks for the next couple of days? Yes. Does that solve my problem? It does for now. And that's good enough. But what I want you to take away from that is make a plan. Determine what your priorities are, be it in business or in life. Determine what your already on the calendar can't move them sort of things are. And then plan around them. The next part of that is I don't plan all the hours. I used to, in my corporate job, I would love the days where I had meetings back to back to back to back to back to back. Loved it. I thrived under it. Maybe it's the same part of me that was 20, but I really enjoyed it. And nowadays, I know that if I don't build in a little bit of flexibility, things that are important to me don't happen. I like to walk my dog. I need to make time for that. I need to fit it into my day. And sometimes I do that by putting it in early in the morning or at the end of the day. But sometimes a midday walk is actually a value to me beyond just walking the dog and getting him his steps, right? Part of it is it gives me a brain break. It gives me a chance to decompress, step away from the office and not just work all the way through, which I absolutely have a tendency to do. But I know that I show up better 
more fresh, and with better ideas if I take a little time in the middle of the day. So I don't plan for all the hours. The other reason I do that is because I have so many times, so many times, had my day go totally sideways with kids' stuff. There's lots of stuff with kids, right? There's lots of stuff you can plan. But my goodness, there's a lot of stuff with four kids you can't plan. You cannot plan when your kid decides to get sick at school and needs you to come pick them up. You cannot plan when your kid runs through a puddle so severe that pants, socks, and shoes need to be brought to the school because they're freezing. You cannot plan for, oops, mom, I forgot that really important thing. Do you mind driving it up there? Do I mind? No, because I have flexibility in my schedule. And a huge reason that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and work from home is so that I have the flexibility so that I can be part of those things, right? It also allows me to go up to the school and do things like the fun run or the holiday parties, that sort of thing. I can be available for those things in the middle of the day because I no longer hold a corporate job and I'm the boss. I get to make the schedule. So I give myself freedom and flexibility. And I think that makes a massive difference. Then I prioritize the needs and the wants in my calendar. So there are absolute structures that must happen. We have kids that have to go to sports. I have things that I have to do. I have appointments, all that sort of thing. I have client time. Those are like hard in the schedule. Then there is, I need to get my social media done. I need to get the podcast done. I need to get editing done. I need to work on the upcoming speaker opportunities that I have. I have hard deadlines on networking things. All of that is also in my calendar. Then there are the wants, the like, geez, I really like to do a little bit more of this or a little bit of that or tweak this. Those go in there. And when I find time, I get them done because I have the list pre-made of the things I want to work on when there is an opportunity. So I don't waste the time thinking, what do I want to do? I actually already know. I also batch my work. And this is not something I did at the beginning of my business. I just didn't know what it really meant. And I didn't know how impactful it would be to my day. But what it means is I try and fill a whole day with like projects. So for instance, today's a great example. I come in to the studio and my goal is to batch record podcasts. And the reason I do that is because my brain juices are going in the podcasting direction. I am used to talking. I'm getting the mic flowing. I'm getting comfortable in the environment. All of those things make an impact. And I'm not going from record a podcast, stop, do some graphics for social media, stop, have a client call, stop, do a face-to-face meeting, stop, and try and do a presentation at the end of the day. I just do not have the brain capacity to do that. So what I do now is I just block days and do all of one task and then it's finished. And the goal with that is twofold. One, I get in the groove, right? I get in the groove with what I'm doing. Two, I get finished ahead. So if you're batching stuff, you're not recording. I'm not recording the podcast that is due tomorrow. Absolutely not. I am recording a podcast that will be released at a later date. What that means is that if something goes terribly awry in my life, I have space and I alleviate so much of the stress by just having stuff pre-done, ready, waiting to go, doesn't need me. It allows you to feel a lot more calm and flexible in your business 
then if you're constantly like trying to generate a new caption and new graphic and a social media post and get a story out there, that's hard. And you can get rid of a whole bunch of that by just batching content. Then the other things I do is I really start in my day with reflecting around what I did, what I accomplished, and what still needs to be done. So even with all of the concept around planning, sometimes things slip through the cracks. Sometimes things don't get finished. Sometimes things take longer than I anticipate. And so what I want to make sure that I'm doing regularly is capturing those. And the evaluation is, is this still important? Is this still critical? Or is now it on the want list of things that when I get time, I'll get it done? That makes a huge difference. The other one that I want to just emphasize here is that I focus on what I accomplished. It makes me feel so good to look at a list of all the things I accomplished rather than look at the list of, let's face it, for business owners, there is an undying list of things that we could, should, or maybe want to be doing. But if we keep thinking about it like that, and all we see is the stuff we haven't done yet or the stuff we didn't do well or we didn't get it finished, that's demoralizing and terrible. So instead, what I do is I look at what did I accomplish? How proud am I that I am three weeks or four weeks or eight weeks ahead on doing this project or doing that project? How well do I feel about the fact that I know that I've got a couple of kid events that have cropped up at school in the next couple of weeks? I have some health issues that I'm taking care of, which is a surgery, and my dad is coming to visit. So all of those things mean I want to have flexibility of time. And the way that I've structured my business has allowed me to do that. And I think it's so critical. 95% of my clients come to me and the reason that they started their business is because they think they can do it better than they were doing in their corporate job because they want more time, freedom, and they want more financial flexibility. And by planning your life this way, it actually guarantees that you create that time freedom that you wanted when you first started your business instead of feeling like you're scrambling all the time. The other two things that I think are so important to end off with in terms of your time management and how to make your business feel less onerous is that I am flexible and kind with myself. It's really important. Do you hear that? Be flexible and kind. Nowhere in this podcast are you ever going to hear me say you need to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. Messy action moves the needle. Being kind to yourself about what you have the ability right now in this time of life that you're in, whatever that looks like at your house, be okay with that. You can build a business in 40 hours a week. You can also build a business in four hours a week. This does not need to look a certain way. You are the boss. You get to make it look the way that you want. And you can create the results you want without living in that crazy grind schedule that you left behind on purpose. The last thing I'm going to leave you with is please ask for help. That can be grocery delivery. That can be asking your spouse to pick up a little bit of the slack to help out with the things that you can't get to or that honestly are no longer a priority. We've talked before on the podcast about how I do not worry if there are dishes in my sink while I'm working. If you were in a corporate job, you wouldn't be late to work because you have dishes in the sink or because the laundry needed to be folded. Absolutely not. 
So now that you're at home and you're running your own business, that does not mean that you spend those precious time, especially if you're working in a situation where you have four hours a week to work on your business, then I promise you don't spend one second about that laundry. Those four hours are not laundry time. The laundry will be there. The good thing about laundry is it's always there and you finally get finished and then there's more. So hold yourself accountable to the things that are important to you. List out what those things are. Fill your time in a way that makes it easy to get things done, that helps your brain along the way. If it's batching work, I really suggest that as a strategy to try. Be kind to yourself and ask for help. Time management doesn't have to be complicated, but it does make the world of difference to your overall abilities and the profitability of your business. I can't wait to talk to you next week. If today's topic is one you know you struggle with, I invite you to book a free profit call with me and share your struggles, your goals, and together we can decide how coaching with me could be the way to shift you into a profit maker. The best way to book this call is either go to Instagram at Samantha N. Varner, that's S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-N-V-A-R-N-E-R, or go to https colon backslash backslash bit.ly backslash free profit call and book your call today and let's get you moving towards being a profit maker in your business. Thanks again for joining me, Samantha Varner, in this episode of She Needs Grit. Let's talk shop again soon. If you like this episode, hit follow, share with a friend, and leave me a five-star review in your podcast app. Every review means other gritty women just like you find the show and grow their profitable business today. I invite you to connect with me on Instagram at Samantha N. Varner, or just pop over to my site at shecollective.biz, and that's dot is with a Z or a Z if you happen to be in Canada. I'll be back next week with more so you can create confidence, clients, and cash in your business with simple strategy and none of the drama.